0: Welcome to the chaos, ladies and gentlemen. We had a lot of chaos last night with Clemson and Duke. Myself and Rodney Rodriguez. You can find me on Twitter at not the big wags. You see it up there? Well, it's not up there in the uh, banner just yet. It's but still I'm the sure other guys. What the hell? There it is. It's right <laughs> oh, there, there it not is. The Look, I'm like mad I'm the magic man. He's a magic man. Rodney Rodriguez. What's going on, brother? How'd you sleep? Wags. How you doing, my brother?
1: And and I'm, I'm a fantastic. Fan-tune. I, I, yeah, I must have had like Rodney, six hey, energy drinks yeah. already. Oh, nice, nice. I'm Don't kidding. Get, I'm kidding, dude. Uh, on Twitter, at TS Unfiltered. That's the must-follow right. right there. That's the that's one right. you got to follow along right there because that, that that's where you find out all the shit that's going on on this channel. And also, dude, like all the cool kids, we're on Instagram, man, at Texas Sports Unfiltered.
0: Now, you're I know what Grand, you're dude. actually on the gram for, though. You ain't on the gram to market yourself. You're on the gram to go scouting. <laughs> you can, you I, I you check get out all the best old, football man. players on Hold the gram. On you right? can get lost on the gram. You can go dude. down a bunch of rabbit holes on the gram and find a whole bunch of different beautiful, beautiful rabbits. If you know what I'm talking about. I buddy. have
1: to be on the gram because my my passion, man. I'm an indoor cyclist, like and that. these are these are all young, <laughs> you know, younger, whatever. And they're all like, man, you need to really push. We're all on the gram. Follow me on the gram. Here's here's my handle on the gram. I'm like, I mean, what am I supposed to do, dude? I'm a team player. I'm a team player. Right. Hey, now are you on TikTok? <laughs> you know I haven't gotten into that
0: yet, man. Now it's um, now that's a dangerous spot. If you go on TikTok, you can just you think that you go down rabbit holes and in, on Instagram, but my well, goodness, you can you can blink and look up, and then all of a sudden be, you've been on TikTok for about an hour and a half just looking at women.
1: There's one, man, one I got you know what I'm
0: gonna friends. do. I'm gonna start giving the people the best follows on TikTok. The Wagner Wire follows on TikTok.
1: There you like go. Wagner wire approved follows on TikTok. Dude, How about that? one of my best buddies, one of my best buddies, he's like, you know, I, I always tell him I've told him for years. I'm like, dude, I have to blow up Facebook. I have to blow up Twitter, Twix, whatever it's called. I have it's to do that. I call it. It. I refuse to call it Twix. Uh, you know whatever. Hey, I'm trying to be <laughs> hip, dude. I'm trying to be up. I'm, no, I'm actually, like, dude, dude, I've got I've got to use all of this shit for my real estate business, you know, for all the different things I do. And he's like, man, that's a waste of time. And this dude lives this dude lives making these tiktok videos i'm like dude what what the hell are you giving me all this shit and he's always sending me stuff hey check this out check this out check this i finally made an account so i could get into that stuff a little bit easier
0: algorithms man you know who else needs to get hit Mm. dabo sweeney Davos, Sweet needs to get a little bit more hip, bro, or he needs to, sp- maybe he needs to spread out a little bit faster to midfield in pregame ceremonies or something, because man, it was rough for Clemson, man. We'll get into it in just a little bit here, but man, do you sleep all right? I asked you that before. You didn't tell me if you slept well was or not. You-
1: oh, did, dude, dude, I did. I mean, because kind of piggybacking off of what you said right there, I mean, I had my whole night planned. You know, we got done with the show yesterday. Great debut. All of the show's debuting, TexasSportsUnfiltered.com, and you've got the entire lineup right there of everything that happens here all freaking day long. Get done, just kind of hanging out with the wife. We had a date. We had a date. It's like, okay, our afternoon date was we're going to watch Astros and Rangers. I mean, because that's what we're, we're Astros fans. I mean, that's that's what we do. We actually set time aside to watch Astros games. And I love and, that your
0: wife actually sits down and watches it with you
1: dude she my, well, wife,
0: my wife refuses
1: oh man she that's the funny thing so so this is where so my wife you know a longtime Astros fan grew up in the Houston area so so she's all into this and, and she will just rattle off you know she's talking about Enos Cabell and Mike Scott and all these other people they pop shit up and she's like oh we saw him at the she was like at the dome with one of those uh extra inning 22 inning games she was there for that I mean she's a massive baseball fan and hates car racing but so so that's the whole thing where she sits there and we sit there and watch the astros and it can be the dullest game of them all wags and she's sitting there she's all into it or whatever i turn a nascar race on we're like 30 laps in dude she's out i took her to tms for one cup race one cup race back when the racing was good at tms right i look over 50 laps in asleep (laughs) like i even put a scanner on her head you and, get and, just
0: just going to TSM, you get goosebumps just because of the venue itself. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's Texas Motorsport,
1: man. Right, right. But so it's so Texas we have sport. all of this and, and kind of what you were talking about right there with Clemson and with Dabo. So so I'm ready to go. I, 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 I didn't, football was just not even a thought in my mind with the game last night. Right. So I'm sitting here. I'm watching this. Houston it does Clemson what they Duke, do, right? We thought we were going to see a, a steamroll,
0: or, or at least I did. Well, the, number nine, the number nine team going in the in the Raleigh-Durham or whatever you want to call it now. Durham, I guess. Not Raleigh-Durham, yeah. but just well, Durham.
1: We, we got a steamroll, but I don't think the one that we were expecting to see. And that, man, I, you know, we were talking yesterday here on the program about, you know, all of the, you know, we were talking about LSTU and Colorado and all of that. Dude. Just the but struggles, I, yeah. Dude, I did not see this one coming. They're, they've got a lot to fix over there. And you, Dabo, he he's got to adapt, dude. He's got to adapt. He's got to remember Mac Brown wouldn't do that. Mac, right. Mac Brown was kind of that way, but Hey, and we forgot to mention yesterday. How about him? I, ta- yeah, I got
0: to talk about it. I got to mention a little bit of, uh, oh, of that good. on, on, um, Zay's show. Yeah. But a hundred and a hundred man, or I guess, you know, over a hundred and, and one hundred at, at two pro two programs, two institutions, of course, in North Carolina and at our, mm. our world, my alma mater, uh, university of Texas, man. But dude, I mean, what, you know, you talk about adaptation and, 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 starting to, uh, you know, starting to, I guess, acquiesce to your players or whatever. I, I feel like Mac always did that. Like Mac always had a connection with his players. Dabo. I thought, I thought had the connection, like he believed in a lot of his players, but man, did the players believe in him now? That's still, I might be doing a knee jerk reaction there. of course, you know, some hot locker room talk that I don't, I don't have any access to in the Clemson locker right. room, but man, it, it looked hard as hell to get motivated for the Clemson Tigers. Now, of course, they got a new offensive coordinator, and it's going to be tough to connect with a new quarterback and a new offensive coordinator. But I still believe in Klubnik, man. I think he's a dude. Oh, you totally. also got to let the guy run a lot more.
1: Yeah, yeah. We've we've been fortunate that we got to see him here. You know, right. so so we know we know what he's capable of, and and we saw him last year, and and, and that's great. But you know, the other thing about it is, I think we're all shell shocked here. And, and I saw this from from Alex Anstead on Facebook. Follow him in, uh, at Alex Anstead, CFB.
0: So you're still this, in the book a
1: lot, huh? Yeah. So so this from yesterday or this, this morning or last night, whenever it was. Four and five-star players on each current roster. Clemson 56, Duke yeah. 2. Yeah. Dude. Man.
0: Dude, I am I'm I'm not gonna give Duke the roses. I, I I can't. I'm as growing up a Maryland fan, I just I, I hate Duke. I despise Duke. It's kind of oh, like know. Texas, yep. Oklahoma, man. I will never give Oklahoma their roses and I'll never give Duke well. I don't know. I've given Oklahoma their roses before, but I don't know. You gotta respect Duke, but just not in football, man. I don't even like I I, I got a chip on my shoulder as a Giants fan for having Daniel Jones on my team and, and it's only because he's from Duke. Well, you know it, I mean, like it, I can't stand it. But the other it, like, thing about you this. did not expect Duke to come out and fight against Clemson, let alone win. I mean, yeah. and hell, like you can say that you can say that Klubnik looked bad, but it you know, the reception that he had with five minutes to go and or the interception that he threw with five minutes to go in the game, that wasn't on him. That came right off his receiver's hands.
1: Yeah, well, and the whole thing is it's easy to go to, and, and I mean this happens all the time. It's easy to go to. Well, the quarterback sucked. Well, you know the quarterback sucked because everybody else sucked around him, and right. he's he's going to be the focus, and that and that was what, what was so evident yesterday, and and I love that what you just pulled up right there that you know we we talk about all of these four and five stars and all this, and, and again go, going back to to with Dion and everything that he's that he just pulled off at Colorado, man, coaching the, these guys that that's why they pay them a shit ton of money because yeah. trying to motivate and try to teach these guys, and and so much of it, Wags, when when. When you talk about a coaching breakdown, when you talk about a coaching breakdown in football, basketball, baseball, I don't give a damn what it is. A lot of it, what it is, it's the fundamental breakdown. It's the fundamental no, breakdown that's no, not working. And and that's, you know, you see it constantly. And it's like, well, the coach sucks. Well, um, at times, yes. But, uh, you know, dude, it's... Um, being a coach that that right there and and trying to coach these kids now can you imagine that? trying to coach these kids now and that's yeah, why different era man different era dude dude when you when you talk about look i, I read something this weekend uh from the dfw area talking about with with coach with, with coach prime would coach prime ever consider going to the nfl and he has emphatically said hell no I mean, would you want to go try to coach those guys? These kids, like we talked about yesterday, you can program them, you can teach them, and you can make them do whatever you want them to do. Trying to as long coach as you as long
0: kids, as you can motivate well enough, you know what I mean? Right. And hell, right. I, but you see a little bit. I don't know if you've watched Hard Knocks or not, but I mean, I've been raving about Hard Knocks. Yeah. Um, I would run through a wall, a wall for Robert's Law. Uh, like for, to me, he he knows how to motivate men, and that's what alphas just know how to do that you spoke about motivation yesterday man good motivators just know how to how to captivate and and really cultivate honestly a a culture in a locker room to get men to play for you and to me man that's roberts a lot and you know he he encompasses that i used to think Dabo did that but Man, it it looked brutal for Clemson last night, man. And of course, you love all the pageantry, right? With the pre, you know, uh, the pregame hype where Dabo comes out and does sprint on in the field like that gets me pumped too. But how much of that is is it a distraction to the team? I don't want to think it is because you're the number nine, you're the number nineteen coming in the Durham. You'd think that you'd be able to handle and roll Duke, but nah, man, you struggled to get any offense mustered at all. I think your first score, uh, first score was in the in the or your only score. Rather was in the uh, in the second quarter. So the
1: second quarter, yeah, yeah. Well, and and think about that. I mean, not too long ago, we had a football coach, head football coach, right here on our forty acres that would looking like genius. an ass out there Absolute headbutting. Genius. Head, yeah, yeah, smart as can be. I mean, out there headbutting people and doing all this all this zany stuff. But I mean, Jeez. the the motivating just wasn't the there. I mean, it's a whole. I mean, I say it so often in life, wags. It's like some of the smartest people that I know and and this is not an insult to any of them because if they catch us they're going to know who I'm talking about because I've told them this. Some of the smartest people that I know have no fucking common sense. <laughs> and it's that's true. That's and that's that's
0: just not a common virtue. You know what I mean? Sometimes right. you can have all the book smarts but not have the common sense, man, or not
1: be able to read people or not have street smarts or whatever. Yeah. Well, and, and so all this happens. So 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 now with Clemson I mean, take a look at this ACC now. I mean, is this well, it's it's Florida State's, right? You'd like to think it's Florida you State's. Think, you would think. Um, I'm really curious. Hell, to I see. didn't even
0: believe in Florida State until you know Saturday. I thought they, mm-hmm. and then shit, Travis, Travis is dropping darts, dropping darts
1: everywhere, man. Oh, I know, and that's. I mean, you look at that. Here, here's what I'm. Here's what I'm curious to see uh, coming up here. What What are we? A couple of hours out. So, I'm really curious to see what this top 25. Not, not that it matters. This is week three or week two or wherever the hell we're at. But dude, this top 25. I mean, you're gonna take you. You take the top 25 that we had going into this past weekend, yeah, dude. Like, you want to talk about that bingo hopper, dude? Like, a, or playing Yahtzee or some shit like that. Oh, shit that's what this landscape is gonna, gonna like. shuffle
0: how about this coming in from anthony frederick right here lol laughing out loud Dabo better start embracing nil and transfer portal i absolutely agree um you just have to you you really can't build off of your regimen anymore right you kind of got to have you have to embrace the people that are leaving other schools other talent that don't get to play instantaneously because that's what this that's what the, the i i call it the social media era of sports right that's what it's it's made it's made instantaneous gratification not that we not that we've always or never had instantaneous gratification but you just see it more prominent now in sports or at least in top top alpha athletes that just aren't willing to wait and and lose reps because reps are you know reps are limited man especially in football football is the one sport that you don't get you really don't get rewarded until almost the end of your career if you think about it that's especially exactly now right. with like the, with the whole well until NIL just just emerged like last year and two years ago but before this you really weren't getting rewarded like your your rookie contract you're really not even getting paid and then god forbid you're a running back you'll never get paid
1: well, and that's where, you know, with this new era that we are in and, and a lot of, yes, yeah, social media driven. And and, and this is going to come to a head at some point. I mean, I still say that with all of this, with the transfer portal, with NIL, it, the NCAA is just sitting back and they're like, okay, we're going to sit back. And then at some point, uh, you know, it's, it's going to hit that ceiling and that's when they get involved or whatever the hell's going to happen. The, the governing body is going to change here at some point. But when I see all of this stuff that's happening these days, WAGs, this is where I go back to me. And I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about the players of the past. That I mean, just think about that. You know, getting through. Yeah, you know, Pony excess, all of this stuff. Eric Dickerson, great documentary, by the way. That that is James, so cool. Yeah. And 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 the whole thing is the stuff they were doing back then. Man, that is nothing. That's nothing. But you think about those players back in back in those days. That 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 would happen. They'd go to the NFL. I mean, think about our man Earl Campbell. Uh, goes to the NFL, just takes a shit pounding, just gets. I mean just a workhorse and and you see him you see him now and you see so many players now to where it's like that, all of that that brutality that they had to withstand in the That's NFL it. a lot a lot of players now it's like okay I'm going to make some money in college football I mean you may get you an actual player yeah go out there if you're a halfway decent marketer or whatever go make some money and then get into the business life. You don't even have to go to the league, and and it's it's a different world. It's a different world. Well, I mean, right I, I
0: I imagine that most of their aspirations after sure. battling through yeah. you know football and, and trying to be the best at their sport, their aspirations are to get to the NFL. That to me is the ultimate goal. Sure, it's yeah. it's making millions, but I mean, honestly, it's it's having name recognition, right? Or being able to have your bust in the Hall of Fame, like that, to me would be the ultimate. You can't take money with you when you die, man. You know, I I, I love having all kinds of money, but man when I, when I think about life, man, I want to leave something. I want to leave an impression on this world that I can, you know, that my kids or my kid and my, and my grandchildren, and legacy, I, if yeah. he has kids, you know, like, yeah, legacy type stuff, you know, I'd, I'd like to to leave that so that, you know, hell we, we, we talk about Jimmy Buffett, right. I wish I could mm-hmm. write a song like Jimmy Buffett. That's going to last for eternity with not right. just my eternity but other people's eternity. You know what I mean? Like that's the ultimate goal. And I think, you know, as, as a young football player it's getting to the getting your bust in the NFL Hall of Fame and to me that would yeah. be the ultimate the ultimate I guess reward but yeah the money's great and you can make it whenever you need to make it but Clemson did not make their money last night I mean three turnover. you got one interception two lost fumbles that's hard to win you, you know with the we we talked about turnover ratio yesterday in terms of Rice in, uh, in Texas Texas you know Quinn Year is throwing three in, or three touchdowns. Very clean game, no interceptions, and then also the turnover. The turnover ratio battle was one with two zero. You know mm-hmm. takeaways to you know takeaways on rice. So to me, that that stuff adds up, man. If you're if you're giving the ball away, if you're giving the ball to the opposition three times, that's brutal. That's just a tough hill to come back from, man.
1: Yeah, 're you're, you're, you're playing from behind I mean that, that's that's the, the the bottom line with all of that right there and, and kind of digging into what you're what you're saying there just kind of after breaking uh, by the way guys don't forget that there is now a TSU text line you see it right there up at the top of the screen five one two 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 nine three two eight and I saw I saw a tweet that was out from, from us with TSU and it says uh, available all day and all night who's monitoring all that? night said all, all night dude it said all night.
0: Who, you know what? I'm starting to think now that this is this is more than just a text line. Could it be a sex line? Um, um, could it turn into a sex line yes, after five p.m.? The text goes to sex. Well, I I put what, a T on the end of that.
1: Well, I gotta tell you, Wags. Uh, I mean, think think about think about this cast of characters that we have in in this. It's a way to make money, there. Rodney.
0: It's a way to make money. There's OnlyFans. There could be. Text
1: fans, huh? How about that? Am I on to that's, something here? That's true. Yeah, but uh, no. what I was uh, th- think about this cast of characters we have. Who wants to see all of this or have that? You, man, I got a lot. I got an OnlyFans for my toes. Is that right? Yeah, I got a lot of
0: subscribers. <laughs> How do you think I keep the lights on here? <laughs> oh well, yo, I'm <laughs> dumb, dumb joking, man. You seen you <laughs> seen the pus that comes out of my toes, dude? Ain't well, nobody looking they, at my toes.
1: Think about it, Wags. You, you and I are the guys that have posted on Twitter before videos at the other place where we're 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 posting shit shirtless. So I mean, maybe that is an avenue for us.
0: I um, hey, I'm I'm good with being shirtless. I don't have I don't have the Trey Elling look just yet, but I mean, who does? You got to get that volleyball Trey Elling look. That's what's going on. Matter of fact, up next we have hanging with Harge. Man, that was a great opening show. It was a fun opener yesterday. Right yesterday, man. To have this whole eight hours of broadcast going down from what eight. People? 8 a.m. 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Man, got it rocking, got it rolling, dude. That story. Back to this Clemson game real quick before we get off of this Clemson game. They were, I mean, in the backfield they were carving up. You had Shipley averaging 6.7, over 100 yard, 114 yards on the ground on 17 carries. Man, you weren't able to go to that because you fell behind so long or uh, so fast, right? But look, they. Duke came out and they only took a three point lead. First off, man, and then you got away from the ground game. I thought you dropped back. You're you're dropping back with Cole Klubnick way too much. Forty seven dropbacks. That's just that's too much to have. You, or excuse me, forty three dropbacks. That's way too much to be putting on your quarterback there. If you're gonna do that, maybe put him in some RPO and let him use his legs and get out there and extend the plays a little bit, man. That's just my yeah, thought.
1: But yeah, that, I don't that know. Was, it's that it's week one. Thing. We'll
0: see. We'll see improvements from week one to week two. But that's well, all. That's what I wanted to get off my chest, man.
1: Well wags, and it still comes down to you mentioned it earlier, or one of us mentioned it earlier when you 're playing from behind that 's where it gets extremely you know your game plan has gone all to hell because you're you're trailing by fourteen points or whatever the case is, and that is truly like we talked about yesterday. What concerns me about this Saturday coming up in Tuscaloosa um, How does Texas come out of the box uh, you know if if this if this were here if this were at dkr i 'd be a hell of a lot more comfortable that that with all of the uh, that a lot of the momentum would be with with UT, but if if you spot if you spot Alabama fourteen, um, you know whatever yeah, the case I mean, is going to be right there. That that's where Saban's going to smell blood in the water, and and that extremely concerns me. And and dude, the the, the more that I've gone in and, and broken this thing down, and and going back to not just the Saturday game this third down thing that we were talking about yesterday, man, you can't be in third and nines and all of these different, it becomes, and what happens with that? If you can't, if you can't get the ground game, I don't care who it is. I've heard the back and forth about which, which one of these guys needs to be the workhorse. I don't give a damn. I don't care. Yeah. It can be all of them. It could be one of them. I don't care. Who I think it is, the, but- the one thing you really can take away from Saturday,
0: that was a positive thing is that you got to see all three running backs and they looked pretty decent. Now consider the opposition, but still, Blue, Baxter, and and Brooks. I mean, they, they look well, fantastic in
1: my eyes. And that's a bad thing when you say consider the opposition and our offensive line got pushed around. Yeah,
0: they didn't that... dominate. But look, if you look at – now look at Ohio State and Indiana. Now, Indiana yeah. is probably a lot better program than Rice, for sure, in the Big Ten there. But, I mean, Indiana struggled. I mean, they they couldn't even put up 20 – what? Oh, I'm sorry, they did. They got 23 points. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But they still struggled, man. So, and this is Ohio State. This is the number three team in the, you know, in the nation. So, uh, again, I had a little bit of, you know, I, I aired a little bit of pause. I aired, aired a little bit of caution yesterday because of the outcome of the game and, and mm-hmm. lack of domination with the offensive line. But I do think we we squared up and we fixed it. Now, in time to, to go into Tuscaloosa, we'll see. And we'll, i am sure we'll break that down and talk a lot more about that going into Wednesday and Thursday as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely dive in. But I—I I really did not the, the the 28 to seven win by Duke last night. I, I did not see that coming. And like we said, the ACC is becoming pretty clear. And again, it's Week One, becoming pretty clear that Florida State, Florida State may be number one with this with this poll that's coming out here. Um, uh, I think I saw I don't, I, I I don't saw know. Brett, Brett McMurphy had him number one on on his ballot. So damn it. So I, I don't, so they're going to get at least one vote. I don't want to give these guys their
0: roses just yet, man. I I grew up hating the Seminoles. I can't stand the Seminoles, Bob, or, or matter of fact, you know, I, I guess that's kind of how I became somewhat of a little bit of a, a Gator fan growing up is yeah. because I love the brashness of Steve Spurrier. And he used to make fun of Bobby Bowden so much. And he would, he'd be like FSUs. He'd always call them FSUs, right? Like, cause yeah. they would, they'd get all these, you know, I guess, deals from nike or whatnot or whoever you know I, well florida was a nike school too at the time but mm-hmm. i think back in that time sec wasn't really uh you know the the run or the uh the gun the gun slinging you know wide run open shoot. <laughs> yeah it wasn't it wasn't like the run and shoot like it was now you know what i mean like there was a lot of three yards in a cloud of dust football in the sec back in the 90s
1: for or at well, least from what i remember and think about this. I mean, when you tie all of this together, I mean, me saying here that at least one person's gonna going to vote Florida State number one, you know, in their AP poll, uh, that, think about this. So it, it, how about this weekend? So Florida State does what they do. Coach Prime does what he does. You know, all of that, uh, you know, that's Coach Prime's, you know, spot over there, Florida State. I mean, so think about that, man. Kind of think about coming full circle all of these years later right there for that, man. But yeah, uh, I, I know I Prime, think-
0: I think Colorado keeps it up, too, dude. I think Colorado absolutely absolutely beats Nebraska. I think they whoop up on Nebraska.
1: Either that or you know what's going to happen. Nebraska's going to jump out in front and find a way to shit the bed in the fourth quarter and lose again. You know, because that <laughs> seems to be what they do extremely well. Volleyball school. Yeah, yeah. I think they're heading in the right. Matt Rule. Yeah, I know the NFL thing. I know the NFL thing was a massive failure. But, hey. I mean, there the, the, there's a guy coaching in Alabama that couldn't make it work in the NFL. So so don't give me that. But can't uh, hate on Warwick
0: Dunn. Aw, a- this comes in from David Ziddick, Um, that dude yeah, does a lot of good uh, things. Warwick Dunn, that dude, dude does one does of the best. Of and, and look, th- those eras of Charlie Ward and Warwick Dunn. Warwick Dunn was probably one of the best college wide receivers I've ever no seen doubt. play the game. And he wasn't exactly the fastest. And look, remember. Remember that Randy Moss was supposed to go to Florida State, like he was highly recruited by Bobby Bowden. But something happened to where they just had a fallout. I think maybe he had he had some off the field incidents or whatnot. Can you imagine yeah. Randy Moss with Warwick Dunn? Oh
1: my god, yeah. And old-
0: Peter, or excuse me, I, I, excuse me, Warwick Dunn. I I met Peter Warwick though. Peter Warwick as yeah. a, as the wide receiver at Florida State. But we yeah, had Warwick <laughs> Dunn coming out of that backfield. He was absolutely nasty. He had a excellent career with uh with tampa bay as well uh, matter of fact uh, 28 28 man that dude
1: think think mm. about those dudes that think about those dudes with nil and all of this man they'd be richer than they are now well they probably find a way to spend it all and, and that's what whatever. i'm talking
0: about like social me, social media era of sports really did change the game dude it absolutely mm. changed the game hey you want to get into a little bit of baseball
1: yeah. Did you want yeah, to talk a little that. bit of baseball? Is that what you talked about last night? We got to dive in, dude. We got to dive in. Let's, but hey, but before let's, we Let's do that, tear it up, man. Before we do that, before we do that, let's Go talk ahead. about our, our friends out in B-Cave. The man, great sponsors here of the channel, Covert B-Cave, three state-of-the-art auto dealerships, seven brands, seven brands that they have you covered out there, the Buicks, GMCs, the Caddies, the Chrysler, the Dodge, Jeep, and the ram in addition to those seven brands covert also has uh the fords over in huddo and the ford at lincoln's and auto 86 service bays if you need that service work done if you actually need something major repair plenty of bays right there if you just want the dealership to handle the things uh oil changes all of that stuff the, the preventative maintenance they'll take care of that for you as well covert b services all makes and models Man, covertbcave.com, latest specials and inventory since 1907. The Coverts have been doing it right here in Central Texas. Our man, Dan Covert out there. And don't forget, meet and greet coming up this Friday with legendary lifetime longhorn, Michael Griffin. He will be out with us there taking photos, autographs, and so forth. Fun starts around 1130. Plenty of good barbecue there from uh, our friends at Smokey Moe's. Man, it's going to be a good place. treated it like a home game. The Coverts, they will take care of you. Proud sponsors. Of Texas sports unfiltered,
0: I gotta go out there to BK. Just a nice little drive out there and get me a nice little uh, what is a convertible from from covert there and just ride on back. I heard Bucky talking about the nice drive out there when he was going out for their uh, their pregame for the Texas mm-hmm. Longhorns pregame. Uh, that's the one thing I do miss driving into the old station. Man, is that cruise down three sixty, man.
1: Well, it depends depends on traffic. Yeah, it depends Sometimes. on the traffic, right? <laughs> well, depends you know, on the traffic. That was the messy thing for us wags. A, a lot of times even with with the weekend stuff, it's like, hey, all right, you know, I'm going to go in a little bit later on Saturday and hell I'm sitting in traffic cuz whatever, people trying to go get their boats and, and do whatever, and that and that's great. I don't have a boat, so I think that's my disdain for people that are trying to get their boats into the lake, but uh yeah, yeah, b- baseball, dude. But but I, I want your can- we can talk about this. We can talk about this uh AL West and everything, and man, you want to talk about wild, wild AL West, brother, the the wild, wild AL
0: West, man. But
1: I want you to give some love to your team. We briefly touched on it yesterday, dude. But the Baltimore Orioles, man, it's been. I want to jinx it. uh, Oh, well, I mean, I want to jinx it, man. Well, uh, but the whole, yeah, I, I totally get that. But ain't it just great that they are this? Fucking good right now. <laughs>
0: it's 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 um it's wild to see, man. It's definitely an not an abnormal feeling for sure. Um, so in 1983, the Birds won the World Series, but I was way too young to actually remember or experience it, man. And and I think the closest we ever <laughs> got. What's that?
1: I remember it, dude. I'm oh, you remember. It. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I think the closest that we've ever got is when we got robbed by Jeffrey Mayer in the ALCS, and that just kind of like really took the wind out of the sails for any type of winning successfulness in this uh in this birdland club until like a couple of years ago when you started to see the buck show walter birds start to take over and then you know we lost a lot of wind in our sails after that you know in baseball it's really with with fuck you money it's tough to to be a real Mm -hmm. contender in baseball especially if you're a mid-market ball club right like the yankees or or the red sox or the dodgers you know some of the big clubs usually come and start poaching the mid-market the Mm mid-market clubs um You've already heard Angelos talk a little bit about this now, how he, he doesn't know if he's going to be able to keep this young, talented core together for the Baltimore Orioles. Now, if you got something this talented, man, you you jack up prices, you jack up merchandise, you do whatever you need to do at concessions and vendors to get these birds or or to bring the revenue in to keep the birds together, man. At least that's my take on it, man. It's Right now, it's very exciting. We haven't even needed to go out and pluck that many free agents. It's all been organic. It's come from the minors as well, so... Man, and now you're seeing Jackson holiday, Jackson holiday just got called up to to triple a. So it's only going to be a matter of time before we get him showcased into, into the show. So there's a lot of excitement here to be, uh, a Baltimore Orioles fan Brandon Hyde's got the boys rolling right man it, it, it's good it's good to be an Orioles fan right now I just
1: I, I absolutely man I, I'm so glad I love that I mean I love that and we can talk about it later in the week because like I said yesterday I, I'm not a Detroit Lion fan but man I'm glad that I'm glad that there's hope there for them right I, I mean when you have some of these franchises that have struggled so and and, and back to the baseball you know kind of parallel right there is is I do love when you talk about mid market teams right there because it, for so long it always has been where you you have you have two or three players on a mid-market team that really, uh, you know, that they're really becoming the superlative for the franchise or leading the league, whatever league and, and whatever. And boom, here comes, here comes the Dodgers, here comes the Yankees, here comes whoever, and 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 are going to be poaching on these mid-market teams. And to me, that that's yeah. just—I I know that sports, but that just has pissed me off for for years. It happens happen. you don't
0: have the, or you don't have an owner to want to fight back and buy the money now, or or to to spend the money and buy the players rather. But go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. I I get
1: get excited. No, it's totally good. And and like all the years, I mean, even with the Moneyball stuff. Yeah, that's a great story. And yeah, everything that they would be able to do. But what I always took out of the Moneyball thing is, man, that cheap ass boss, you you know, that that owner. I mean, yeah. Great story. The the players. I mean, I mean, it's it's the workers. They're the ones that that are making that story great. And it's like, oh, they're doing this with no budget. Well, that cheap ass doesn't want to spend money. What's great about that? what's good about that
0: i think to me what i got out of the story is that they had the talent there within the budget you know what i mean like they had the numbers and they were just they were carving out it's like lean six sigma or whatever you want you're carving out the fat right you're trying to to process all the excess that you don't use and get rid of it so that you can spend your bottom dollar more efficiently and i
1: think that's that's what i took from from bean baseball or bean ball whatever you want to call it money ball so speaking of the of the big market teams, did you see this? So uh, I saw this, and I did I did confirm this because I checked multiple sources. So I saw this morning: Dodgers star pitcher uh, Julio Urias arrested on domestic violence, charged after a physical altercation on Sunday uh, evening at a soccer stadium in South Los Angeles. Later freed on a fifty thousand dollar bail. He'll be in court on September twenty seventh. Well, that's good, Julio. What happened there, buddy?
0: Little, oh little too many surveys. Uh,
1: Huh? yeah must, must noske
0: so he probably hit his wife, or i'm i'm assuming you know got into a little scuffle or or yes.
1: it, i don't wanna i don't want
0: to assume too much man but yeah. I hate that. It's all those shit. good I'll all stat that.
1: beers. It's all those good all stat beers. A little too much for him over in in L.A. and gets a little carried away. You got to be better, dude. You got to be better. You just you just don't do that in the first place. But uh, yeah, so so there you go. So th- there's something there uh, that that's uh, obviously going to probably be affecting the Dodgers moving forward. If anything, just kind of the cloud hanging over that because hell, we're talking about it here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. Um, no but. Kidding. Dude, this this AL race. I mean, the AL West. Uh, I mean, Houston coming back last night. Um, really, the 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 obvious thing that, that I really go into that. I, I worry as an Astros fan, and I, I do worried about, I worry it about worry about the be. Astros bullpen because the Astros bullpen has let me down a lot of times, but. At the same time, as an Astros fan, I'm really glad to see that the Rangers bullpen is a hell of a lot worse because they wanted to go in. They wanted Martine to 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 finish this thing off last night after they put him in the bullpen. They being the Rangers, and dude, they get they get rocked. They they get rocked in the seventh inning, and this is I think where the Astros are really going to come to the forefront. The experience is going to pay off, and and. If they can stay consistent, because the Astros are the same damn way, they did right. that last night, and hell, they may lose tonight, ten to nothing. They got swept by the Yankees at home. So what does that tell you? This is a yeah, that's that was a wild. Race. I mean, it was yeah.
0: wild for me to actually sit here and root for the Yankees, but of course, I'm looking for home field advantage now, right, mm-hmm. going into this pennant race. So, right. and I don't, you know, the yeah, the pinstripes are out of it in my in my opinion here, but yeah, you want to talk about that? So that when when the Rangers and the Astros made the moves to get Verlander and Scherzer, I was just like, all right, well. You know, at first you thought it might have been a knee jerk reaction because of all he went down for the Rangers because you need pitchers, you need your starting rotation to eat up innings because you don't want to get into this debacle to where you're wearing down your bullpen like we're starting to see right now with the Rangers in the in the Astros. As a mm-hmm. matter of fact, you want to keep way far away from that as you're going into postseason baseball because that's when you need your bullpen the most. Um, now, to me. You know that's where it's at. Like, is Scherzer use are using too much of Scherzer's arm right now and JV's arm right now, eating up innings before you get into the bullpen. So maybe that's what you're seeing here, Rodney. I'm not sure. We'll see as it continues to yeah. unfold. But the wild, wild west is crazy. We got Seattle that has come from the third spot and now jumped up at a tie for first with your with with
1: the Strohs here, dude. You talked about being worried as a Strohs fan. You should be well Seattle it seems like they're kind of coming back down to Earth a little bit it's it, that was just a, that month was amazing and that yeah. was that was so you're just sitting there dude it's like when it's like when you got a puke man you feel it coming and you're just sitting and that's what that month was watching Seattle because it's like man can they like that might be one of the worst
0: feelings of all like when you know the puke is coming and you're just it's that last five seconds before it comes and you're just waiting for it And you're like man i gotta get it out anyway
1: and it's like you you just think about it it's like look if i think about it it'll just happen but a lot of times that doesn't happen and and you're just sitting there waiting that that's that's what it was with seattle and then boom there they go but now that now they're kind of coming back to us i think they've lost i think they've lost three straight but this this series right here, man, th- this is going to be massive with, with the Astros and the Rangers here with the next two that are coming up. But l- like I just mentioned earlier, you're still going to have 20 plus days left in the season. Right. I mean, if you're either one of those groups, I mean, either one of those groups uh, or uh, any one of the three, any one of the three, depending on what happens with this Texas-Houston series, you can't go out of this and sit on your hands because if you go over there, and I'll say it again, shit the bed, then those other two are just sitting there ready to pounce. But dude, look at this wild card race, though. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah, because you read my mind. Because I, I was just about to go to the Blue Jays. <laughs> yeah, you read my mind.
0: Yeah, I mean the wild card. You got the Blue Jays just sitting there at seventy six and sixty two, just re- breathing down the necks of any, of anyone that's that's not going to finish and at the top of their at the top of their division. Um, the wild card is going to be impressive. Now look, we talked about this at the at the turn, right? Or at I, I call the trade deadline the turn. Mm-hmm. There were so many buyers. So many buyers at the trade deadline, we knew it was going to make for great postseason baseball. And if you look at the standings right now, and you mentioned it, after after this week, we'll still have about 20-some games to play left. And the wild card's still kind of wide open, if you ask me, man. There's a lot of parity in the AL East, or excuse me, not the AL East, but the American League in general.
1: Yeah, the the entire AL really feels like the what the AFC is going to be in the NFL. I mean, because yeah. you, you've got so many players right there, and, and it really is, man. The the, the Blue Jays are coming. The Blue Jays are coming dude but man all I see is just that that badass record for the Baltimore Orioles dude that's all <laughs> that I see when I look at the standings but uh, hopefully we can keep that uh
0: keep that record as the number 1 record going in there because if you're if you're the wild card man you don't want to play the Birds or the Rays basically your first uh you know your first at bat or your uh, you know I say your first at bat no pun intended but your first at bat in the in the playoffs here dude it's going to it's going to be tough that's the thing like it feels the National League only has two teams, meaning the, the the Atlanta Braves and like the Dodgers. But yeah. watch out for the Phillies too, man. The Phillies can come out and shock a lot of people too.
1: Well, and I think a lot of the conversation coming out of the the win last night obviously was you know what the Astros did, you know getting the bats alive or, or whatever the case is, right? Starting there. to wake up, I and then, then I know, move. yeah, yeah. I, I saw a lot of people, you know, after watching it's a the bad series there. with
0: the Yankees, man. That's all. It was a very yeah, yeah. bad series yeah. with the Yankees
1: well get, get that out of the way now if you're, if you're an Astros yep. fan but you know they're talking about oh Astros win the silver boot and all this that and the other silver boot is great but even bigger it, especially in this cluster right now in the AL West biggest thing is you win the season series not only yeah. do you get the silver boot but you all of these tiebreakers that can come up they're going to go back to the head to head right there so the Astros at the it's, it's seven seven to, seven to four. They win the, the season series there with the Rangers. So that's a huge coup right there. But but I really think that the Astros are going to be able to get their foot on the gas. Let, let the racing part of me come out here a little bit. Get their foot that's on right. the gas and, and, and really MTJ, go. baby. There it is. There it is. Regular season champion. Regular season champion, MTJ, playoff contender uh, in NASCAR. But I, I think this is where the Astros can really assert themselves, put their foot on the gas. When you talked about Verlander coming back, that really yeah. solidifies that starting uh, pitching lineup, which was very sketchy. But it seems like finally, finally, Houston has all their pieces in place. I mean, you, you've had so many people that have been out you know, with injuries. And, and for the life of me, I, I can't figure out why you've got uh, – I mean, think about the guys for the Astros that don't get to play every day. Those are some of the biggest contributors that you have to this Astros ball club.
0: Maybe you're just saving them for, you know, for postseason ball or ball play. I, I mean, I, 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 can't think why Dusty Baker wouldn't play him. Um, Especially if they're, you know, if they come in and, and kind of, you know, right away, just plug in and plug and play essentially. And it's almost like your starters aren't, aren't losing, or you're not losing any type of uh, any type of play with your starters being out. So if I'm Dusty Baker, I plug and play your, your uh, your actual pieces let me ask you a question though what what is your biggest concern with the west and, you know because you got the rangers right there breathing down your neck and you got the mariners that you know sure they've lost two they've dropped two in the past couple of days but still man they're still playing good baseball what do the astros have to do to solidify themselves as as the west champions
1: I, I, to me, it, do, it, it does come back to the bullpen for, for me with Houston. And, and I know that's, that's been the, the struggle with, with Texas, but you can, I don't have the stat right in front of me, but you can go back and, and look at some of these games for the Astros during the year where you've gone to the pen, you know, you, you get six or seven, uh, five or six innings out of your starter, you go to the bullpen in a two run ball game and you end up losing yeah. by three. And, and that's, that, that's, that's concerning right there for me. I mean, Montero, you know that that that's uh, that's your highly paid reliever that that it that came in and man he has pissed away so many of these games. I mean it's frustrating. At one point, at one point in my opinion, he was the worst reliever in the in, in the MLB. But I mean now he seems to be coming back true to form, which is great. I'd rather have him better now than you know in April. Right. But it comes to that back. To that with me, because I I think the bats, the bats have been quiet for Houston a good part of the year, but it goes back to what I was saying a little bit earlier to where when you don't have Altuve in the lineup or you don't have some of these guys, uh, you you know, you you're missing some of these guys. Jordan Alvarez, you you don't have him in what's been impressive with this. The folks that have been calling, you know, the downfall of the Astros coming up all year. I've kind of been on the other side of the coin to where it's like, no, you're still in the heat of this battle with all of those without all these pieces. pieces. Yeah, man. Right. Right, and and for me, I mean Mauricio Dubon, that dude right there. Uh, I mean, when when oh, yeah. you talk about guys, you know, uh, the Yankees or whoever want to come get people, I'm like, man, don't touch Dubon. You leave my Dubon alone. We we gotta get that. That dude can play anywhere. Hell, he's played first. <laughs> so I, I tell you this that, and that's another guy right there. It's those it's those those, unsung heroes that have kept the Astros in this, and, and and I hope that we get a breakout. You know, Pena last year was the breakout player. I think there are right. a lot of people that can be in that role this year with the Astros.
0: At the start of the show, we started talking a little bit about Duke and Clemson and how the landscape of the top 20 and top 25 in college football is going to shape up and change. What are your expectations before we get into a little bit of NFL talk? What do you think are the biggest changes that are going to happen in this rollout? Man, you think Texas jumps up or you think how how far do you think we jump up?
1: I I have heard that with everything that went on and depending on where you look, that this will be a top 10 matchup. You know, you've got you got game day, everything's going to happen there. And that's great. But at the same time, I've seen different uh, if we want to call them perspective ballots from from voters. And I've seen Texas anywhere from 19 to 14 to 12 and then up into the top 10. So, um, I think this is where, when we go back to the 37 to 10 ball game wags, where it it didn't have that pop factor that that some of these riders are looking for. And maybe, maybe this keeps them 15, 12, somewhere there. Um, And I. I want to see the one. power rankings. I want to see ESPN's yeah. got the power yeah.
0: rankings out right now, and they got Georgia Bulldogs as number one in the power rankings after week one. Florida State, number two, dude. Florida, you called it. You thought they were going to be number one, and they are at number two right now. Michigan Wolverine State at number three. Roll tied at four, Rodney. Roll tied at four. Trojans, USC. Caleb Williams in the Trojans out there with the burnt brisket of Lincoln Riley. <laughs> at two and o, oh, five they're they're rolling in at number five, and then you got the Ohio State Buckeyes who were three but had a very unconvincing win against Indiana in Week One. Drop a couple of spots, going down to number six. Then you got Penn State Nittany Lions up there in Happy Valley at number seven. Washington Huskies, one of Sark's old teams, one and o oh on the year right now, eight in the national power rankings from ESPN then you got the Vols Tennessee Volunteers at number nine and then the Utes, Utah Utes at number 10 and then our our beloved Longhorns here at Texas uh, number 11 right now Oregon Ducks sitting there at number 12 Notre Dame firing Irish uh, at number 13 and then the Tar Heels Mack Brown's 100 win Tar Heels here uh at number 14 oregon state bucky beavers at 15 and then the kansas state wildcats who really look pretty decent but you know despite losing you know studs like deuce vaughn and, and whatnot um they're at 16 and then the lsu bayou Bengals, baby not getting it done against florida state they dropped to 17 and then old miss old miss at uh at 18 the duke Blue Devils getting up into the top 20 after their victory over Clemson last night at number 19, and then Sooners, Boomer Sooner out here at number 20, and then Colorado Buffaloes making the top 25 with Deion's boys getting in there at number 21, and then the Aggies at 22, and then the Badgers at 23, Tulane, Tulane getting in there at 24, and Clemson being able to salvage just a little bit of pride, staying in the top twenty-five at twenty-five, wild yeah. week in long, week one, Rodney. Wild long, week,
1: long road to hole for some of those some of those folks that are sitting at zero and one. And you know, with the, with the Florida State fascination that that seems to be coming over, I, I think a lot of that is the the fact that they came out and 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 just in the fashion and who they beat. You know, that, that that gives a lot of validity to, to how good they are. I mean, but then you go back. I mean, this is where we can go back to the Clemson thing last night to where yeah, it's like, he was okay. talking so much shit, too. He was talking so much shit. I know. I know. And that's, uh, you know.
0: Sure, that, that fires your team up, Rodney, but that also gives – it also gives ammo to the opposition as well, man.
1: No doubt, no doubt about it. I, I think it's more to the latter right there. I mean, when correct, you know, I know Brian I Kelly, too. whoever it is, they start spouting this stuff off, and it's like, boom! I'm putting that on the bulletin yeah. board. I don't, know? I don't
0: need a coach to fire me up. I can fire my own self up. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I got voices in my head already. You know what I mean? I'm talking to myself. You know what I mean? Oh no, yeah, so.
1: yeah yeah oh it's yeah absolutely i mean i don't need that i mean when i see that kind of stuff but yeah th- th- this is going to be really interesting and again the th- th- what what i am very concerned about or not not concerned about what i'm very convinced about is before the season i heard a lot of people say it's georgia versus the field but mm-hmm. man that field is stacked dude that i was kind field- of feeling that too somebody asked me if i would take georgia versus the
0: field in a bet and that's and i, and I I kind of at first, I was all about Georgia. and then when you you give me that bet, it gave me a little bit of pause. Like I was reluctant to take that bet because, yep. you know, is Georgia really number one? Is Georgia the best out of all the teams in college football? And preseason wise, you want to say, yeah, but I mean, after what you see in week one, and, and granted, it's week one. There's probably not a lot of chemis, uh, a lot of chemistry to in, in flow yet with your offense. Usually, the defense starts coming together before the offense, anyways. That's why the offense spends so much more time, you know, in, in terms of practice and doing two a days more than just the defense. Uh, or at yeah. least that's what that's how the case was when I was playing ball. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, like defense usually just comes on. It's it's a lot easier to react than kind of coordinate and, and get steps down and. Making sure that your blocking schemes are, are, you know, are are blocked off and and, and yeah. routed out to where it's it's honed in and and set up for hundred percent success. To me, yeah. man, it, it week one. And we talked about it a little bit yesterday, right? Biggest improvements from week one to week two. We'll see that pan out, and or and hopefully it does come into uh, fruition for Texas going into Tuscaloosa. Because well. if not, man, seeing see you know going back and looking the scoreboard at you know at. Alabama against middle Tennessee State, 14, mm. 14, 14, 14. That's that's a little daunting. A <laughs> they didn't struggle no week one. We'll, we'll just say that. It looked like they had everything going. And you better allow Mil. you gotta have Milro beat you in the air. You can't allow him to beat you with your feet.
1: Oh man. If 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 he starts beating you with his wheels, he's got pretty good running back there too. If they start beating you with the wheels on the ground, ooh, man. Uh, you, you know, you're in a lot of trouble, and, and you can't dig a hole right there. So I, I don't know, but yeah, you know, I've said it for so many years, Wags. This this Texas Longhorn program, they play, they play down to the competition, yeah, and they do. not that they did that this past week. That that's not what I'm saying. Thirty-seven to ten, I'll take it. I'll take it seven days, man. Seven days, twice on Sunday, I will take a win like that. I don't care who it's against. But as long as you're playing
0: clean football, you got a chance to win any game, right?
1: That's exactly right. You know, uh, what the, the biggest question is, I've watched it yesterday into today. Everybody seems or a lot of folks are digging into this is all going to be centered around what does Quinn Ewers do? Um, I, I look, I said it yesterday. Quinn Ewers, if he becomes a game manager in this contest on Saturday, I'm totally good with that because that that it's like you're saying, eliminate the mistakes, be, be multifaceted with what you're doing. Control the line of scrimmage run the ball, throw the deep ball, use that tight end, use that right, right. all world tight end that you have, make him be a weapon. This can be the JT Sanders game. You know, we see these Texas OU games where somebody breaks out. Hey man, JT Sanders right here, national primetime TV. This could be his time to where he is the one that, that wins this game for Texas. That he and I'm glad you because this
0: studs are going to have to make some plays, right? Like like you saw with with what Sanders did on that touchdown, that long 44 touchdown catch that he had, right? It was a 10-yard pop, but he made a man miss. He made two men miss, as a matter of fact. He made a football play, and that's what you got to do. Like, your alphas are going to have to win. Like, that's just how it is. Like, you're going to have to win your one-on-ones. And unfortunately, Texas – struggles sometimes in doing that against some of their bigger teams but look you mentioned that too right Texas plays down to their opponents they also get up for opponents too and I believe that you're going to be getting up for Alabama Alabama I said this a little bit yesterday on Chip and Zay Alabama not getting up for Texas like they don't have to get up for Texas they're already up they're Alabama right to me I feel like up. Alabama like Alabama sets the tone for Texas like Texas needs to get up to Alabama's level in terms if you're just asking me but It's going to be, I can't wait to see it, man. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. Um, Like I said, I really, I really stress the Alphas need to win their one on ones if they want to win this game. If Texas wants to win the game, one on ones have to be won.
1: Have to, have to. And I go back to what you were just saying right there. Yeah. Alabama stays up all the time. They take that blue pill because they're always up, something that they're doing. But this, they're, they're used to this. I mean this is this is just another game for them. It just happens to be against a marquee name. I'm not going to say a marquee opponent. It's a Blue Blood. It's a Blue Blood. It's a it's, blood. it's a, it's a school guess. that pulls
0: in 2.1 yeah. billion dollars of revenue. So yeah, that, it's a, it's exactly a big right. game for it's a big game for Alabama as, as well. I just don't think it's bigger than Texas's game. Like yeah. it's, the mindset for Texas needs to be like, hell, we win this. We got a chance to a 12 win season.
1: Yeah. And and this this really is, I mean, with with everything, every goal, every goal that you have for the season for the Texas Longhorns, I said yesterday it doesn't matter if you win, big picture or whatever, you wanna win this game. You sure. wanna win this game. This I I said it and I'll say it. You're still in good shape always, if you lose. This you're in good shape if you lose. Sure. So you wanna sure. win But but this is your this is your program maker, remaker, if we wanna call it that. This is the one that that puts you back in the Conversations. I mean, we, I think we around here throw ourselves into the conversation all the time with Georgia, you know, in the past, OU, True. Alabama, whoever we, we, we throw ourselves into that. But when you listen to the national pundits, not that what they say matters anyway, but when you listen to those folks, they don't have us in that. Right, we put our, right. ourselves yeah. in that. And honestly, Wags, we have no reason to put ourselves in that. I mean, we live in the Alamo Bowl, it seems like. <laughs> we, we go to the Texas Bowl. Um, all of the years are going to the Holiday Bowl. We don't need to be in that conversation. We have done, done nothing to be in that conversation now. This is... And, yeah. He- Step one. You could argue that we're
0: uh, we're inflated. We have inflated rankings every preseason too. So
1: we're just like the Dallas Cowboys, dude. I'm a Longhorn oh, fan God. and a Cowboy fan, and those teams correlate to each other more than you would, uh, dude. I mean, just look at them. It's the same shit. Biggest brand, great market. Everybody Don't wants to wear that, that. cool looking I, I, I can't. I,
0: as a Giants fan, I can't look at myself as as a Cowboy type of fan if I'm a Longhorn graduate. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's a terrible. <laughs>
1: terrible comparison for me to be in there well well there used to be when i was a kid there there used to be bumper stickers back when you had a long bumper sticker on the back of a car and it said it said longhorns and cowboys only the best in texas well you you there needs to be a new one maybe a cooler one that says longhorns and cowboys only in texas because it's the same shit. It's the same. it's like constant heartbreak. Come on. Uh, and and, I, well, yeah, I, I said,
0: it does feel like heartbreak a lot. And that's why and I, you said, know, it, I was a little bit reluctant to give them 11 wins in the, in the, the preseason, just because I, you know, you know, the tail of the tape, you know, the pudding that you're going to taste every year. Right. You know, what's going to yeah. happen. The, well, it almost seems like you're going to get that heartbreak.
1: And, and I said it before on the radio where it was like, dude, I'm tired of watching the '05 five Rose bowl. I, I want to see, I, I want a new memory. And I, and I think this is step one right here. For sure, go win this game. Shit, that thing will be on the Longhorn Network as long as the Longhorn you know, Network's around.
0: Um, we did the we did the people a disservice here. I've been trying to find. You've been looking. If you've been watching my camera, you've been looking at me trying to find like the buttons here to push. I've been trying to find this audio for Sark. We BK cut up a lot of audio for Sark that he was allowing us to use and I can't find it. I've been looking for the sound page here and I can't find it. So hopefully uh hanging with Harge has it, you know, ready to go for you and cut up. We'll be ha- we'll be ha- we'll be having Hanging with Harge on here in just uh about five minutes or so. Yeah, but we had all this audio to cut up because he had this presser and I wanted to listen to it and everything and, and get your remarks on it, but I can't find a damn button for it. So well. I'm sure whatever he said was true. Hey, you know what? <laughs> sure. Biggest the biggest improvements happened from week 1 to week 2, Rodney. It
1: That's really all is. I got to say. Week and, 2, week 2 is
0: going to be amazing.
1: Look, man, it, it's it's pretty clear. I mean, I I, I listened to some of it. I, I did listen to some of it. I mean, you go out, you you fix, you fix what you think was 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 not where you want it to be. Obviously, the offensive line play's got to be better. Um sure. I, I know that we keep talking about I mean the, the the defense to me I mean to Andre Sweat uh, I mean that dude is is balls out and, and I think every you know m- much better there on the defensive side of course you've got a whole different element right here with what you're going to be dealing with on Saturday in Tuscaloosa that that what Alabama's going to bring versus what Rice brought is going to be extremely different but you know you said it earlier dude and and one of the somebody posted on the chat there it's going to come down to coaching This is a game – I know Bucky talks about it all the time. This is where your high-paid coach can go out. I would love to sit here on Saturday evening and say our coach, our head coach and our coaching staff put our team in position to win a huge fucking ball game. I would love to come out of Saturday with that.
0: I I believe you will. That's the one thing that I've taken away just in the the three years that Sark's been here than what Herman's been here. It seemed Mm -hmm. like Herman never really knew – how to get players in position or how to run a scheme. I mean hell we were doing we were doing all out blitzes on third downs, you know back back when the the regime of of uh what do they call them were the, the most ge- the genius or the, the genius oh. guys of all the mensa mensa uh, is what I'm looking mensa. for the Mr. Mensa himself you know what I mean Tom Herman back in the days of Mr. Mensa um we were running you know, all-out blitzes on third down. You know, third and, and nines. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't seem like Sarkisian doesn't seem like PK puts uh, puts the players in 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 position to fail. Uh, you yeah, know, is what I'm essentially trying to say here. Um, I saw this clip, uh, about a couple of years ago with Saban and Belichick talking about how oh. you can't undo bad coaching. Um, mm-hmm. it was a it, I forget what it might have been on. He it was on DN NFL, NFL what, Network. Where was it? NFL, NFL Network. Network. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. so you know the the clip I'm talking about. Yeah. He goes, "You can yeah. have the best players in the world, but if you put them in the wrong position, they're going to make bad plays."
1: Exactly. And, th- and that
0: that's coming from Belichick and Saban.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and that's what it comes down to, and and what obviously you look at both of those guys, Alabama, what it is now, but but think about Nick Saban for for a long time. Nick Saban did a lot with not so much, and that's that's where I, I you agree. see. Yeah, that's where you see uh, these these coaches that, that that do a lot with not a lot. And I mean, even back to Coach Prime right here, where you know he's getting a lot of love, but you know, little secret, those players at Colorado, they're they're actually pretty good. They just uh, weren't. Right.
0: It,
1: uh, yeah, right. Yeah. I
0: mean, Sanders was one of the highest recruits, highly touted recruits. You know, in his senior year, he just elected to go to a, a an HBUC, or uh, excuse me, I yeah. said that wrong, but.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I saw a lot of folks talking before that, that Colorado game to where it's like, you can't strip a football team down and come in and expect to win big ball games. Uh, you like, you can in basketball. What was the correlation that I heard on, on one of the networks. And it's like, um, well, you know what, if you got really good players and you got great athletes and you motivate and you coach, yeah, you can. And proves in the pudding right there with what he did. Um, and back it up here against Nebraska, and then there's going to be a lot of buzz around that. But yes, I, I think that that this is going to be a chess game for for Texas and for this coaching staff to be able to win this game. Uh, if man, I want it to get tactical. I want it to yeah. turn into a chess match, man. I, I want, yeah, I want to win the game. It'd be great to blow Alabama out. That ain't going to happen, man. I, I want this uh, thing uh, to get. Hey, hey, can, we, can we dream? Can we fantasize oh, a little nice. bit? hey no hey 42 to nothing texas wins. there I, we I'm go totally, that's what i'm talking about I, i'm totally good with that dude but this is going to be i mean this is going to be a lot of fun to watch and yeah and
0: it, it, it feels like it's going to be one of those games that it's going to be a lot more fun especially if you come out on the, the winning side it's going to be one of those games that it's a lot more fun to watch on the replay right because there's gonna, probably going to be a lot of nails getting chewed off um, that's maybe what i lot of about. A lot of alt stats being consumed just out of nervousness and, you know, and short, joyous times as well. But there's probably going to be some nervous times on, you know, third and long or third and short, you know, where you're going to need an alt stat to help you yeah, be a friend. No and you know what else? You, the, the best way to observe the game is by audiovisual consultations. You'll be able right to see on. Texas and you'll be able to see all <laughs> kinds of other sports with audiovisual consultations. 512-255-8678. You can get a setup like I got right behind me with two 50-inch flat screen TVs there in high depth. 4k you can also get some arcade machines back there or a dreams a dream theme system downstairs a theater system if you will that has a mounted rack that goes over your mantle for a fireplace because you got the fall and winter seasons coming up you're gonna want to put a little bit of fire there and spread it spread it out and have you know your uh your smorgasbord of appetizers there with football coming around and you got to have that fireplace just kicking there and that mantle mount does well for the uh for the tv to get up over the fireplace there 512-255-8678 av over 35 years of setting
1: the standard in audiovisual automation wags in the words of fred sanford in the words of fred sanford tom mckay and his folks can set you up with as many color televisions that you need color television Absolutely. Dude, does a lot more than just that
0: as well hey man it's almost time for us to get out of here man we gotta you know send our our I guess our farewells, and you know, get you guys set up for hanging with Harge. That's coming up in just a couple of seconds here. But you guys know the drill, man. Get the dub level up and enjoy the ride. That's what I always say, man. And just have a great day, man. Myself and Rodney are here. We're waiting for Harge to come back on. I think he's, I think he's ready. I think we got him. There we go. We got the screens happening. and There he is. There's My a guy. man. Look, look at this he's dude on. flexing with the piano here. What can, can you play the with piano, piano for us today? All right. Hey man, I'm we'll on, I'm I'm on the road. I'm on location today. So oh, Okay. I Switch up the background for y'all. I got good, you. Man. I got you. I thought we were, we were going to have, you know, Mike Hard sit down and be a lounge singer here for a second. Me and <laughs> Your boy is not be Beethoven. To to Vegas, I will baby. tell you that. I am not Beethoven. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man.
1: I love it. It's awesome, dude. All right, man. Well, have a great call, show, man. Call you call had a great
0: line. first day yesterday, man. Continue to kick it off, man. Uh, we're going to hand the ball off to Hard, and you guys great have a great show, day.
1: Appreciate yep. you guys.